Hello, everyone. My name is Lindsay Rosenthal, and I'm the host on the Web3 podcast. And today's guest is Vikram Aditya, who is the CEO of Dowlands. Uh, Vikram is someone who is just really innovating in the DAO space, having terrific conversations, and really leading, re- really leading the charge into kind of um, onboard people into DAOs and creating some really awesome software related to DAOs in general. Um, today on the podcast, we talked about uh, what DAOs are in general and how they're kind of disrupting uh, the traditional uh, method of business. Uh, we're talking about good use cases of DAOs, as well as different different tools you can use if you were to create a DAO, and then also different uh, solutions about how to overcome just you know typical hurdles that DAOs are facing being such a new type of business model. So awesome podcast about today. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it and I uh, hope you all enjoy. Okay, well, welcome back everyone to the podcast. Excited to introduce our guest today, which is Vikram Adita. Uh, he's CEO and co-founder of DAOLens. Uh, so excited to have you in the Web3 podcast and dive into kind of your background of Web3. Uh, kind of the current status of DAOs, uh, which is just such an interesting topic. So thanks so much for being on here. Lindsay, excited to be here and thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So I think it'd be interesting to kind of just initially kind of just dive into your background. Uh, what do you do? And then also kind of why did you create DAOlens? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's a long story. I'm going to try uh, squeezing it into as crisp a version as I can. Uh, today, of course, I'm building DAOlens, but my journey into crypto started somewhere in 2015. Uh, the conventional way I ran into a Bitcoin course, there was so much of Bitcoin going around everywhere. I started Googling it, ran into something on Khan Academy. Had no clue how that is going to change stuff because I let go of my international internship in data visualization back then. I was I have a graduate in product and design, so I have a design background. I graduated with a bachelor's in design and in fact, for the first few years of my career, I actually worked with Web2 companies. But what happens is when you are into Bitcoin that early, and 2015 was still early, you you pretty much follow everything that's happening. So you know why Ethereum is bulging, why someone is trying to build something like Polygon, what exactly are CryptoKitties. In fact, at one point in time, I was playing around with 100, more than 100 of them without really realizing how they would turn into NFTs. But basically the point being that once you're in, you're in. And that happened with me as well. So on the professional front, I was working with this company as a senior director of product design and growth. Uh, you see, again, a spectrum there, design and then product, product management and then growth, uh, everything around business. But more or less, whatever was happening on my personal front uh, was me just diving deeper and deeper into Web3 and why are these uh, tokens bulging up? What's really a protocol? Why are people getting so... And in fact... I dismissed DAOs as an idea. And it's particularly of significance because today I'm working for DAOs or working towards a future where DAOs are a thing. In 2018, I had dismissed DAOs saying, hey, uh, you are saying you'll replace governments, not going to happen anytime soon. And the narrative was slightly different back then, but uh, I left, uh, like I left Sprinkler, uh, which is the Web2 company I was working with to join Merkle Science as the AVP of product. And Merkle Science is a name that goes head on with folks like Genalysis, TRM Labs in domains of crypto forensics. So if someone comes and steals crypto from you, you're going to complain to the FBI. What are they going to do? Like what sort of a software would they use to track? Or for that matter, if the, let's say the government of India wanted to track uh, that someone is not really sending out cryptocurrency on a dark web marketplace, 
how they really do it. Or let's say I wanted to launder money and I wanted to divide 100 Bitcoin into like 0.0001 and then just keep it under the radar and transact. How do you identify that as a suspicious behavior? So that is what Merkle Science was doing. And uh, the shift from Sprinkler to Merkle Science was sort of like largely based on conversations. So I went on a pan-India tour uh, when I was stepping out of Sprinkler to identify what people are really doing. Because to me, it lived like I, like seemed like I had lived 40 years in the four years that I had spent at Sprinkler. And I was just trying to bounce off ideas of people. But of course, with the baggage of Web3 and everything that has been happening, all the mistakes that had been made, I had to join a Web3 company. And when I was at Merkle Science, I started getting into rooms, uh, conversations with folks like Kraken, Coinbase, uh, even like the traditional folks like Goldman and so on, which are trying to get into crypto, like the traditional financial institutions, banks and so on. And uh, as fate had it, I got hit by COVID, the Delta variant, very, very, very hard. So I was pretty much on my bed, was not able to move because I developed some post-COVID complications. And in that spot, I was like, okay, I'm anyway not working. Let me ping anyone who's building in Web3 and just have a chit chat. Because whenever you are into a room with someone like Kraken Coinbase, you hear 50 things that they are internally discussing. And I was like, oh, that seems like an interesting idea. But then I still wanted to have a proper course with people who were building. So I think Apoorv, I met Apoorv, he's my batchmate. We graduated the same year from the same university. We know each other from nine years. And Apoorv and I, Apoorv was also in a very exploratory mode back then. So I was like, hey, let's do one thing. Let's ping anyone and everyone who is Web3, crypto, NFTs, metaverse, whatever written on their Twitter profile, LinkedIn profile. And that's how we ran into these conversations where people were building amazing things. Some were building things which were beyond our comprehension. Some were building things which probably didn't make that much of sense. But the goal was, hey, why are you doing? What is the shift or what is the unique thing you've identified? And... I don't know, like maybe out of that, we saw some seven, eight verticals popping up, definitely popping up. Like Metaverse was a big theme, NFT was a big theme. But what really stood out for us was almost 75, 80% of these 300, 400 people we talked to uh, were saying that they were going to build with a community first route. And to us, that was like, okay, this is like more significant than it seems on the outwards, right? Like whether they call it a DAO or not is still a different thing. But people want to get more of their community members into the process of building. And from the shift that happened where we had dismissed DAOs to where we landed, like this was massive for us. We were like, okay, we have to dive deeper into the problems that exist in DAO. And once you really go into the DAO space, you never really stop. Like you, you keep diving deeper and deeper, and that's how Dolans was born. So uh, we helped. So, yeah, I would love to kind of like hear a bit more about, like at first, like when you first were hearing about DAOs, like you were literally like, I don't think that's the way to go. I, I'm not really like that's not like, like convincing to me. And then did that kind of narrative just switch in your mind, like when people started just talking about the community first angle of Web three, or how? Like what made you more excited about DAOs to basically go on and create like a full DAO yeah. company? I think, uh, see, in 2018, if I'm being very honest, we were trying to talk about stuff which makes sense in an idealistic world. For example, let's overthrow government. Let's have a flat structure everywhere. That is great. You should hope to do it, but you don't start with that. It's like it's like just going after the biggest uh, problem that you can solve for on day one and without really having solved for the nitty gritties of how are a group of people really going to coordinate? How are you going to ensure that there is enough accountability 
the people are really behaving the way they should even when no one is really watching them right like and that shift was very evident from 2018 to 2020 2021 i guess in 2021 we had some 35 daos that popped up almost every day and in 2022 we are still going i hear from all the reports that the treasuries have only grown up if anything like the dollar value may have gone down because of the market but the treasury the cryptocurrency hold has gone up which is brilliant but essentially what really convinced me was that we were once talking about these idealistic things or things which we should probably be talking about at a later phase and now suddenly in 2021 there were a bunch of people who were talking about okay we have a business to make like we want to we have a treasury we want to multiply the treasury into something which which is how corporates and everything has been like growing right like corporates evolved over 250 300 years multiple centuries and you can't really dismiss every learning we have had there like it's true that centralization has its demerits but there are certain things that work well as well and unless you are really in that experiment mode right like one token one vote is a conversation that has lately been floating everywhere but four years back it just seemed like oh it was a joke like somebody who's ultra rich could come and just play around in whatever way they saw it fit so that was a big turn off back then Yeah, I think it'd be interesting kind of from there to kind of talk about like how like the differences between DAOs and kind of like traditional business because with DAOs it's like many different things like it's more of like there's no like hierarchical structure it's more like everyone's voting for the same thing you could work for multiple DAOs at once kind of from anywhere in the world uh you could like have like the the payment model is a little bit different where you can like do a certain task and get a bounty uh what are you kind of your thoughts like kind of your background on how traditional DAO like how DAOs are different from traditional businesses Oh yeah absolutely so see uh, theoretically if you go into the pointers of what really differentiates a dao from a traditional company we will be able to throw a lot of them but essentially if you go and dive deeper into how it really works how it how stuff moves at the very core there are not that many differences right like what i mean by that is it's true that decision making in traditional companies happens top down and in dao someone who's absolutely new to the org or someone who's been there for 10 years is almost having an equal weight right but that's just one thing if you go look at the type of benefits that you get and there are some experiments again here right like for example on one end in traditional companies you have something like a uh, health insurance right like you 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 get coverage for your health if something goes wrong you know someone is going to take care of that in daos that's still an unexplored domain for example if you're working for five daos are you really going to have coverage from five different communities are you even going to have a coverage at all and so on so we need to really look at it from more of how it works from an operational perspective and in an operational perspective it's fairly straightforward which is what really gets talked about mostly that hey there's no hierarchy anyone it's like a shared ownership anyone can go float a proposal and things will move forward but it still doesn't work that way right like so for example that's just the structure that's just how things move you still have uh and, and this is where i start seeing similarities in traditional companies and decentralized communities or decentralized organizations i'm intentionally leaving the word autonomous out because we are still very far off and maybe we can talk about it at a later point in time in more depth we are still very far off from having most of the things uh sync or coordinate with each other in an autonomous fashion or for that matter even having things on chain most of stuff is still happening off chain in these daos but even then if you see in terms of similarities between traditional companies 
you see, you still get paid. Like you have salaries, and if you're doing really good, you get paid in stocks. In DAOs, that gets shifted from hey, you're gonna get tokens on contribution. You're gonna get gigs rewarded because you have proved that you are dependable, right? Like, and those gigs usually have certain sort of a payment payout structure with it, whether it's in crypto or it's in fiat. At the end of the day, you still have a way of getting paid out. You have departments, teams, and managers in traditional companies, and it's true there's still more of linking between the centralized board or the ceo having a command on what that 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 wing can do but in daos you have a similar structure in the form of pod owners sub pods and so on right like so these are some similarities but broadly i think what really makes daos promising is the fact that there is a hive mind based coordination so let's pick a company that is into media or let's pick a company that is into influencer marketing and you really want to uh capitalize on let's say the philippines market how would you go about doing it today if you're a centralized company you'd probably send out a group of people into philippines to do some market research they would come back with their inputs and you'd be like oh this sounds interesting maybe they have not even understood the market in that much of depth maybe they have but you really take a bet on whatever limited time these people spend DAOs just change that equation. They go in and say, "Oh, let's get some really enthusiastic folks who understand the in and out, who want, who have a pulse on Philippines, who have spent time since their childhood into defining what this whole thing should be." And that is super interesting because you essentially ensure that you are getting the best out of those people without really compromising on the, those decisions because you still have a pod owner in place. You still have something like. a voting in place where the rest of the community can dismiss if a wrong idea has been put forward so mm-hmm. this is really uh like i would say it 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 it's an obvious advantage and then from a contributor perspective let's say if you ask me i think i would love to work for a dao and probably now that i have started working for daos unless like it absolutely becomes illegal to use the word dao i'm probably always going to work for decentralized communities because You see we as human beings we have a certain way like we want to do things we really enjoy maybe i want to play music on a day and i want to play a game on day 2 or maybe i want to write code on day 3 maybe i just want to paint on day 4 that's not possible in a traditional world we all get bored as human beings we get bored because hey i like i may be the best at doing statistics but if all i'm going to do is accounting or stats in a company i'm eventually going to get bored out of it and in a centralized setup when i want to make a shift let's say i am someone who is into front end development and i go in and say i want to do design there's going to be a lot of friction there's going to be a lot of resistance i'm going to get asked questions like hey vikram have you really done anything on that front your resume is not the best you know we have hired this person why don't you do it as a side project whereas in a dao the simplest baseline here is like hey you think you can do it go ahead do it Mm-hmm. and put it like put it in front of the community if they like it we'll accept it yeah we don't yeah. i think it'd be quite interesting to hear like your opinion on like which type of companies could transition or could be dows and like what kind of companies like probably shouldn't uh like my line of thinking is that something that had like more specific like work that someone had to study for many many years like might be kind of hard to like let's like say like a doctor's office for example like you probably wouldn't want that run as a dow because the people that are in it you didn't need to make sure they have like the credentials and stuff like that is there any type of companies you think would be better run as DAOs and then companies that like maybe shouldn't be as DAOs yeah absolutely and uh to that note i think lately there's been a lot of talk about 
should every company really become a dao and i i think in my view the answer is no uh, what's really going to happen is you see there are these ecosystem providers for example you have maybe something like ethereum which powering a lot of innovation you have a lot of development happening in the ethereum ecosystem that or for that matter any layer 2 that is being built like you will have these parent organizations that are always facilitating development coordination and that 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 really 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 grow when there is a group of people talking to each other they should always be positioned as a dao but for that matter for granular work granular stuff such as hey let's get a video content done maybe that doesn't have to be a dao let's let's get some statistical report made that doesn't have to be a dao because you don't want to depend on someone who will not really deliver on the promise or who will like really falter by a day right like so essentially if you ask what is the nature of businesses see there are certain use cases which have really hit a pmf or a product market fit when it comes to uh, the dao model for example investment groups hive minds work best the best of the minds they are able to so you will have probably any use case around investment that should be a dao now because daos have something called smart contract and that essentially means that if i promise you a promotion if i promise you a certain payout you will be paid out if that work is acceptable and it's delivered then that just means that all consulting models right like for that matter every freelance work what you also see in the form of service daos they will do good because again you are essentially leveraging a group of people who may be experts in different field everyone gets to do what they want and there is this payout which most of the freelancers today if you go talk to them they complain of oh we we really have a tough time getting paid because there are these issues our work like we do the work but then it just doesn't get accepted and so on for that matter now there's more transparency so that is again a use case which has found real 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 value the third and one of the most interesting avenues which i'm lately talking about and in fact in many of the customers that we have at dalens as well we we start seeing things like decentralized science or for that matter longevity research biotech research right like these projects that a traditional vc is not really willing to fund because they are looking for returns in the short run and these people who are working on longevity research they are probably not in it for the money or for the short run they are in it to do justice or they are in it because they really 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 vibe with climate tech and they are building for that future those sort of projects which have always had a tough time even things like philanthropy and so on they are like an absolutely brilliant use case which are unexplored and when i say unexplored we're really seeing very few people uh still doing some sensible work in that field and but the good news is that there is a lot of conversation happening now if you come to the core theme of what a product dao is right like uh or for that matter things where people are so by the way when i talk about climate tech or when i talk about philanthropy and so on there are some good examples right like we have something like city dao where in you are really trying to plan or you are really really trying to position a city in the form of a dao and and that that's great because again those are things which is very tough to achieve from a standard traditional business point of view but when you come look at a software product not every software product needs to be a dao because when you are talking about a dao there's a lot of human coordination there are certain timelines you have to stick to there are people who are depending on it and if we really are trying to factor in all the human conditions right like so for that matter a lot of these communities that are building products that do not have certain specific timelines but they grow better because people so i would really go look at product dao from two lenses is this 
a group of people where the network grows stronger because of the contribution. And if that is the case, you should probably always have it in the form of a DAO. Yeah, if yeah, not. no, I can totally agree. I think of some when I think of DAOs, I think of the community aspect is is huge, and I feel like it's like like you like you just said when when it has this community community grows larger, and I can think of like friends with benefits, for example. It's like that's totally community based. You can think of like Neon DAO, which is like they invest in the metaverse. It's like that more of that like in this investment minded thing where the community comes together, decides what they want to invest to. Great example of that. And then even like Ukraine DAO, for example, I think that's an, another great example of like a community coming together like for a good cause. And so um, I really like that thoughts on like uh, the community, when the, the community aspect is like strong, uh, I, I think that's kind of a good use case for a DAO. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I think the second piece, which is very obvious, which has been talked about a lot in Web3 is the creator base, the influencer base, these artists and so on. And thankfully NFTs did justice, but I think at some point in time, it just moved into a very different direction where there were these random projects being launched, but at the very core, even things like music NFTs or like these community first routes, for example, should Spotify really be a DAO? I would say yes, absolutely yes, right? Like should, uh, should something like Netflix be a DAO? Maybe yes, maybe no in certain aspects and certain aspects, right? Like so... Would you really want to have Uber in the form of a DAO? I, I don't know. Maybe that's a mm -hmm. good experiment. So let's say, let's say like Netflix wanted to kind of move into the DAO structure. Like talk me through like how they would kind of go into that. Like what kind of tech stack would they would use? Cause I know like DAOs right now use like Snapshot and Discord and stuff. But if let's say Spotify did want to move into a DAO structure, kind of how would they do that? Yeah. I, I think like there are two things here, which we need to definitely talk about. One is, like we we call it a darling should you DAO it checklist, right? Like, and this is even before you start talking about the tech stack, would you really consider the DAO route or should you really consider the DAO route, right? Like, and the way we talk about it is, do you really even have a model which, for example, grows stronger with every single contribution, right? Like what I mean by that is, or for that matter, have you even experienced decentralized way of working and embrace it at your core? Like, this is a very personal story. When we started building Dowlands, I was like, oh, let's let's go the community first route because we are building for communities. And in our head, we knew the problems we wanted to solve for certain DAOs. But when we started going community first, we realized these random people coming in uh, who have a decent popularity because the community was small back then. So even three, four people means decent popularity. And they would come and say, oh, let's position it as a gaming project. And you don't really want that that much of a tangential idea to really be even considered because that just means you will die down unless you have certain guide guardrails in place right like so we realized that we didn't really embrace decentralization at the very core or we didn't we were not prepared enough to decentralize so maybe you do not decentralize on day one but are you even okay with the ambiguity because today we are talking about governance model we are talking about snapshot you mentioned as a tool and those tools may change tomorrow right like you will realize that the very core hypothesis of what one vote is going to be that's no longer accepted because we have a better governance model so are you really okay with ambiguities and we are still talking about should you do it as a checklist right like or, or for that matter even before we start going talking about governance have you really experienced governance models across other DAOs? right like do you know uh do you have a genuine motive for your contributors to continue adding value we go on and say netflix right like now today Netflix goes and pays people who are trying to really build uh, or like you you basically have a movie that you have produced. Netflix would get the rights from you. 
to like stream it to so so many people and based on the number of views or an upfront payment there are still payout models now if you were to make it in the form of a dao it is very obvious that certain people who have all the bandwidth or who have all the possibility of doing good they would be very successful right like which is what also happens with artists on a platform like spotify uh like what for example someone like taylor swift may be making is way higher than what this new upcoming artist from let's say africa is making because they they don't really have the right set of tools and would you really consider that in the form of that artist continues to continue publish songs on your platform or continues to publish movies even though they are not going to get paid out and what i am essentially coming to is like do you have a genuine motive for your contributors to continue adding value like there is this friction or there's this point which you have to like cross before you start getting the profit or the benefit of the network right and for that matter even if netflix was to really position itself as a dao the first thing they need to do is be really okay with the idea of a dao what that means is hey you have worked in a centralized setup you know how things work and that's great right like but for that matter do you really breathe communities it's one thing to say communities are powerful it's a second thing to really let community drive stuff forward and you can't really make the entire company netflix into the form of a dao today right like and those are some very interesting questions but if i had to do it i would really go about experimenting it in a certain genre in a certain geography i would go identify a few people and i would probably keep the dao restricted because you don't want to uh make it so creative that the quality of the movies that you really see when you go on and browse any movie it shows you right like today i just go on and sorted by how much it's recommended to me and i know for sure that that movie that i'm looking into is going to be something i'm going to resonate with now if a random person was to probably come and populate movie and we were to going to get rid of all of these algorithms it's still going to have a detrimental effect on the experience of most of these users so you'll probably have to contain these experiments but as far as tool stacks go and as far as any centralized company moving into a dao structure go it's it's really not that complex like you have n number of tools and that's true but for all its worth what you need is a way for people to talk to each other now whether you call that as a tool like discord where people hang out or you call it just like a forum discourse or you just have something like a reddit right like it's where community members hang out you need to have a way for community members to get rewards back which means we are talking web3 we are talking some sort of a payout now netflix would probably have to introduce a token called netflix token and so on where that is my only means and everything in that community should add value or should be designed in a way where the value accrues in the netflix token most of the people get it wrong here like i see so many projects where they're like hey let's 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 make it open to community and then everyone who's adding to the community is going to get paid but we don't want it to be a short sustained model like you don't want to really splurge a million dollars and then realize after a month that no one is really adding any more value because probably they're intentions were not right in the first place or they have no way out or they do not really believe in it everyone is like encashing on day one so you would have to like crack that tokenomics model and of course when you crack that tokenomics model that is sustainable in an economical sense you would probably have to identify a tool through which this issuance happen now the tool that you talked about snapshot that is how people participate in conversation which means you need to have something where you can float a proposal and i i i think it's super easy like you can just have a forum post to for a very start like if if i had to make a dao today i would really like there are ways to do it but even if i can just drop a message on let's say a whatsapp group and i have like this way of 
managing that one person can react with only one emoji and like every emoji is responding to a like corresponding to a different option i'm still letting the group or the people in my group participate and i'm ensuring that no one is really having an undue advantage so like you can get into the nitty gritties of tools and like all the on chain stuff and so on but for a base layer all you need is a group or a place for a community to hang out and you need a token with a justified model now whether you're using something like snapshot or whether you're using something which is way more advanced and which has everything to do with on chain stuff and what i mean by that let's say is for example let's say some new person named mark is coming into the committee committee or for that matter elisa is coming into the committee do we let him or her uh, what sort of a role do we give them do we really let them work for a while do we create enough avenues for them to prove that they can deliver something and then let them earn their model and this is done in different ways for example certain people who own certain tiers of nfts they own certain tiers of nfts because uh, they they really vibe or they 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 are really pros or they are really ogs and some people just hold them out right like so if you were to identify a model in which nfts of certain type were to have a certain elite access right like mm-hmm. or a certain access they have a different role so you would have to identify how are you going to really tier what sort of the community is open to what sort of a people because you would otherwise die down like if everyone has equal access and then the last thing is as people are contributing they need to have a payout model for example if you contributed how do i really pay you out that token that netflix token that we talked about is that going to happen so at the end of the day four things have a place for your community to hang out the most popular tool for choice like tool of choice today it seems to be discord plus discourse as a combination you need to have a token me- mechanism that has nothing to do with any tool that's purely maths and purely economics you need to figure that stuff out but once you have done that there are a lot of platforms like dao horse where you can go and then launch your own token or it's a framework for you to launch your own dao aragon for that matter what i'm essentially coming to is like you need to identify one chain and you need to launch a token on it and have a way of distributing that token anything else that you do beyond it gating based on traits of nfts that we talked about or for that matter hey we are really going to let people have access to certain things we are going to have these beautification in our community we are going to have these tools that like award people engage people right like those are great but that is not an absolute must or that is not like the bare minimum tech stack i think the problem is really really identifying that you need to be a dao which is the first set of problems that we discuss when you ask this question and then having the model for a community to work out and i would never really go and make the entire company in a decentralized org because you are just like you're used to a certain amount of revenue and if you were to make it a decentralized org you're probably going to hit yourself very hard on that front and mm-hmm. that's mostly going to spell death in fact in fact and this is not related to the question you asked lindsay uh what we have seen is also some decentralized communities are now trying to have some sort of a centralization in place and this is exactly because there is still this sense of ambiguity around what is the right extent of decentralization or which part should be decentralized yeah. and so like that could also come into the fact that like people have been working like in centralized groups for so long that to jump to a totally like decentralized community is like kind of a big jump and so i feel like i feel like for now like having 
communities that are kind of a mix of both might be like kind of the way to go. But then as time moves on, people get more used to it, kind of moving towards that decentralization. And I feel like that kind of like comes hand in hand too, like with just like education in general, like education about Web3, education about kind of how everything like works as people become more comfortable with it. Um, and that's what we're focused on a lot, like with Ed Labs and everything we're building education as like as, as education, the space increases, it's people get more used to things. And so I feel like adoption of the DAOs and everything Web3 kind of comes hand in hand with that. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there any other like, uh, like large, like common hurdles that you see DAOs and communities and DAOs have? Um, you mentioned like the autonomy thing, you mentioned like kind of the hierarchy models, um, governments models. Is there anything, are there large hurdles that DAOs are kind of facing right now? I think, uh, I think lately there has been a shift in the industry, right? Like, so you see, you go observe how things were being done. Uh, or for that matter, even when we started by, uh, like building DAO lens. We realized that at back then DAOs were a thing. Like there was enough money in the market, and everyone was launching a DAO front, left, right, and center. And that essentially means that when you go look at the number of people who really want to join a community, that number is very large. And you want to train them in a way that you do not land into a spot where fifteen thousand people are there in your community, and the ones that are really contributing are five, ten, twenty, thirty, fifty, hundred. Right? Like, and that. How, those how are do really you? Big. How do you like engage? with more like because there's always that there's always that issue with with groups there's like 80 percent watching 20 percent participating maybe even less in DAOs. but how do you like really engage like that 80 percent to make it yeah, more like i think the primary uh problem is how DAOs have been structured or how communities have been structured today so you see the starting point for most of these communities is hey welcome to the community react on the emoji to get access to the right server and then no one that i have known goes and reacts on just one emoji. Like if there is a jumping monkey and a banana and a, I don't know, a donut, I'm going to click on all three. And that just unlocks a whole bunch of channels for me. Now that's too many things to consume. And I'm consuming one thing after the other. I'm scrolling through two months back, two years back, right? Like there's still so much of conversation happening without really a crystal clear view. Like if I'm a designer, take me through a very different flow. And I think we need to really learn from how centralized companies have cracked it. Like when you go join a company, there is an HR who welcomes you, right? Like they tell you where you're going to supposed, where you're supposed to be sitting, where is your computer going to be? Who's going to be your boss? What's your cafeteria like? We leave it open to people. It's like we come and tell them, hey, here is a floor. There are 3000 people on this floor. Go shake hands with everyone and ask them if they would like to work with you which is pretty messy. So I think unless you contain that, and when you do that, it's true that 80% of the people are just lurking around. They would ideally always drop off because the flow needs them to get involved to a certain extent. And you'd still have certain people who are not really serious contributors, but the vibe in the community would be better. Like it's, it's okay to have a community of 100 people where there are 60 of them engaging as opposed to a community of like 10,000 people where there are only 100 engaging because then... The rest of them are like creating ruckus, right? Like, and I, I think this has mainly happened because somewhere deep down, there was this hype phase where it was more about, oh, 10,000 people in a Discord server, that is the best community. It doesn't really work that way. Like, go look at the proposals, how many of them are even voting, right? Like, most of the conversations today are about how these people, they're not qualified to vote. But my question is like, even if they're qualified to vote, are they really voting? Are they even aware or have they just muted the server? And I think the starting point is really the most critical piece. 
thereafter there are enough examples that we can pick up from how even traditional companies or how the best of the communities managed out there there are books like super fans which have like brilliant 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 insights in terms of how you would go about engaging with the community but that can only happen if your community is the community you really want to have it can't happen if someone joined your community because their friend told that they should be here and then they clicked on a couple of emojis yeah. right do like an that, like do you think that can be solved like through most like the onboarding process like if they have to do a little bit more to get into the community then they'll have maybe more an incentive to like actually participate like I, like what i can think of in mind is like friends benefits for example like you have to buy their token you have to go through the application process and so like once you get in you kind of have an incentive to like actually participate and, and conversate and kind of like do seven whereas if it's just like you just click on enter discord you click on one or two emojis and it's like you know what i mean it's like it has less incentive to come and participate yeah absolutely uh and that is precisely why we started uh building whatever we are building right like and and see i i want to like say that or put that out with a pinch of salt here because now you want to activate people in the process of onboarding them which means you want to give them a taste of success if someone has come here to vibe show them what that vibe is going to be if someone has come there to make money show them what that they can earn like you you really need to start small the problem is if people come in and they see oh there is a 10000 dollar gig and then everyone starts shooting for the 10000 dollar gig almost 99.99% of the people are going to fail and and then they're just going to lose motivation because they never really started the small way so have some low hanging fruits for people to understand how stuff really works right like and gate it grate it brutally what i mean by that is like have a wait list it's okay if you have to interview people and realize that oh they are not really the ones that should be in the community right like that's that's fine for all its worth so that is one thing but the second thing is when you are really trying to get people activated or when you are telling them that hey go buy the token and use the application or whatever you just talked about the problem is of ease of use right like we still have people who do not understand what a metamask is what a private key is you can't expect these people to come into the community because they actually did the hard work of reading that they belonged here but then when they come in you're asking them to buy a token and they don't know what a token is in the first place right like so it's it's a mix of education and like hand holding when they are coming in and i think thereafter there's no end to it like i have seen content writers be governance leads and then turn into like somebody who is leading the tokenomics development or the right and that's that's completely fine because that's the power of the community if you can deliver on it the world is for you to command right like so that's that's the first thing and that is how we started and i i i know like i just want to touch back on how we came to this point we started talking about that there is a shift that's happening right like so onboarding was a thing back then now as the market has plummeted right like there's everything has gone down i think like 6 months back there were people having gigs like oh write a twitter thread for this dao and get paid like 200 dollars for writing it today that same gig is going to give you 5 dollars which is why most of these tasks and bounties are unclaimed right like and i think daos need to do a better job of not really being so dependent on market because today people are not participating and they're not participating because the rewards are low and the rewards are low because the market is low and that should not really be the case like maybe you launch the dao without really doing the right exercise like you need to be very 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 clear on what are you trying to achieve out of doing this dao so that you're not really affected like have a 
long term plan crypto is going to be volatile maybe we will have multiple winters in future as well mm-hmm. but how would they how would that solve problem be solved though cuz like if the market's down so participating like how would that how would they still get that task completed uh even with like the current status of the market yeah i think like the first question uh, or the first pointer that needs to be tackled is like you get the right set of people in and the second set is what i mean by the right set of people in by the way is that those are people who really understand the stuff they are in here because they resonate with it they are not in here like we need to understand that we we at some point in time we actually go and and glorify daos for way more than they are right like i have seen twitter threads of people saying how daos are what everyone should be doing instead of their jobs and that's not true if you start working for a dao you're probably going to get stressed about the fact that you don't know how much you're going to earn right like and that is where index coop is a community which is great uh, it's one of the best daos that i have admired all the time they were completely decentralized and today most of their team is centralized because they realized that the quality of the output was getting affected because these random people they would not really understand why they are here and as much as they want to decentralize they don't also want to compromise on what they are really achieving or what they are getting out of it so i think the first problem to tackle is actually ensuring that the community is the community that you really need and when that happens two things will happen naturally one is the output of the work or the conversations that are happening around any problem statement will be better the second is we need to be a little more creative in not just having all the dependency or the entire treasury of the dao be the native dao token like i get it that you want your own token to grow because that represents growth of your dao but at the end of the day you also don't want to pay people in something that's going to go down 90% overnight right like and if you start playing around with that like if you have something like usdc or you are paying them in a mix most likely those people will still have stable incomes right like whatever was 100 dollars yesterday is still 90 dollars and we need to like do some maths here to identify that whatever the payout is whatever the tokens we are dealing with there is a l- maximum limit to the loss otherwise it's it's like it's terrible for people who who have jumped in full time and then they don't know like someone who was who jumped in for writing twitter threads because they were making 300 dollars a tweet are now doing like 100 dollars after writing 20 tweets it's it's insane right like and it's it's just gonna and that's only happening because when it's summer we behave as if like we are on the top of the world and i have seen daos that have really doubled down on their investments as well but those are people who were talking about the right stuff like some of the people we work with folks like biodao i love the founders they simply go on and talk to us about hey we don't we don't care about paying people the highest today we care about establishing the right mechanism they actually had at one point in time so many people waiting to enter the community they were delaying stuff big investors i don't want to name any one of them but investors wanted to get into the communities and they were like we want to set the process up first before we want to go and then let these people in and that is exactly the kind of folks i think we at dolens at least anyway want to collaborate with because you're asking the right questions which means you will be able to figure out the right solution as well maybe your first answer is going to be wrong your 10th answer is going to be wrong but you will be able to figure out a solution eventually yeah Yeah, no, I like it. Instead of just like all out growth no matter what, like actually like putting the foundation down and making sure that that's good before you move forward because like 
doubt like like you mentioned earlier in the episode like we've had 300 hundreds of years of decentralized companies and it's just like really having to take the time to think about how we want to structure these DAOs, how we want to do it well because we're really just paving the way right now like a lot of this hasn't been done and so i think it's really cool hearing founders of DAOs like wanting to kind of do it right uh, to kind of set like this space up for success in the future which is really cool um gone way over time this has been so interesting hearing your thoughts on DAOs how they're structured, like different different problems and kind of solutions that uh, people kind of come, come across with these DAOs. So thank you so much for hopping on. It's been super interesting. Thanks, Lindsay. It was an absolute pleasure. Always fun talking about DAOs. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, well, awesome. We'll chat more soon. Yeah, we will. Bye. Bye.